0: Welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera, and I am your host, career coach, and job search ally. People strive to find career happiness, purpose, and satisfaction, and yet end up in a career path that does not align with their goals and overall purpose. If you are launching your career or ready for your next career move, this podcast will empower you to pave your path and take the action steps. To get you where you need to be. Let's get started. Hello and welcome to the Liz Career Coaching Podcast. My name is Liz Herrera and I'm your host. I'm excited to introduce today's guest as he has an incredible career journey to share and insight on how to break into the tech space. Sergio Patterson has worked in Silicon Valley for 10 years. He is currently a senior program manager at LinkedIn and has also worked at Facebook, Amazon, and Google. He works with individuals in all stages of their career and helps them prepare, strategize, and ultimately break into the top tech companies in Silicon Valley. Welcome to my show, Sergio.
1: Thank you, so happy to be here. Happy Friday, everybody.
0: (laughs) Yes, happy Friday, indeed. Uh, So Sergio, can you share a little bit of what you currently do at LinkedIn?
1: Sure. Yeah. So um, appreciate the intro, the kind words. Um, yeah. So I'm senior senior program manager at LinkedIn, mainly focused on the go to market strategy. So, what I mean by that is my team pretty much comes in and we are pretty much here to like bring order to chaos. So, a lot of these big tech companies, you think everybody's just like buttoned up, everything's running smoothly. That's just not how it is. Um, our team, we're a set of like program managers who come in for like, or like organizational wide uh, initiatives or new product launches. And we come in and kind of bring structure. So think like we'll create um, a document that maps out like, okay, who are all the stakeholders? What are the goals? Um, what are we trying to get to? Uh, we're tracking it, we're documenting, we're facilitating meetings. Um, so that that's kind of what my day-to-day looks like. And a big part of my job is like making sure like leadership across the board is like aligned and bought in. To whatever we're trying to solve, um, whether it's a new product launch or um, you know we're driving change across a new organization or something like that,
0: you are you know you have this role. You've been working in the tech space. Can you provide a little bit of your educational background?
1: Sure. Yeah, I'd be happy to. Um, It's been a while since I graduated (laughs) college, so I have to like think back. Um, I guess yeah, I graduated college in 2007, um, and to be honest with you, I didn't really know what I wanted to do back then. I was just literally just trying to graduate. And I picked a major because I thought it was cool. I picked communications. And I think, you know, a lot of the college kids I talk to now are leaps and bounds ahead of where I was at back in college. I think like my thought there is my educational background. I graduated college. I was not a strong student. I got, you know, I got A's and B's, sometimes C's um, and had no desire or understanding of what I wanted to do. Never in a million years would I think I'd be at a tech company like LinkedIn if I were to like rewind however many years ago. Um, but yeah, I think education is definitely important. Um, but at the same time, it's, I think companies are learning that it's not the like, most important thing when looking at candidates.
0: Yeah. And obviously, you have a foundation, you have a skill set. And I always like to think about, and I, I tell my students this all the time, there are careers out there that don't exist yet. So I'm sure that when you were a student, you know LinkedIn probably didn't exist, or it was in its very early. did it exist though when you were in college. Good question. (laughs) Let me
1: me Google that. I don't think it did exist. Let's see. When was LinkedIn? Oh my god, you're
0: you're actually Googling (laughs) that right now. Um, Okay,
1: so it was founded in 2002. Oh. Uh, I graduated in. I think it was founded then, but I don't think it was like popular. I don't yeah. think it was live or popular. I graduated in 07. So I definitely didn't know what it was back then. Um, we didn't have nearly the amount, nearly the amount of resources that college students have now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think like college students have it just in their pockets on their phones, computers, like it's just so easy to get access to information and connect with people. Um, so I think like thinking back, um, we just didn't have that. So we were kind of just like. Let's try to find a job somehow or network somehow. Um, so it's very much a different different space right now.
0: Most definitely. And so you mentioned that you uh, graduated with a degree in in communication. So how did you end up in the tech space? Can you provide a little background on your uh, career journey?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Happy to. Yeah. My career. My career started uh, when I graduated college. I worked at Enterprise Rent a Car. And they did like a management training program. So I learned a lot of the basics of like customer service, sales, um, how to run a business. And I think that kind of set the foundation for me in terms of like work ethic. We were working long hours. I had to sometimes wash cars in a suit. Um, And thinking back, like if I had started at a place like Google or Facebook, I don't think that would have set me up for success or given me the perspective I have now. Hmm. Um, so I think like I started, I think I started in a good place, even though it was, it was not the most fun job or place to work. Um, I think it gave me a lot of perspective. And then I pivoted, uh, once I left link or, um, enterprise, I pivoted to like an inside sales contract role, um, doing like pretty much cold calling. I knew I wanted to like get out of enterprise. And I thought that the easiest way in was to get like sales. Sales is kind of like, Let's just see if you can do it, right? So companies are more willing to give people a chance. who didn't, I didn't have any background really in like tech or like inside sales. So that was like my first tech role at a small like startup company doing cold calls. And I, I was terrible at it. Thinking back, like <laughs> I was really bad. Um, and having a quota, I, I quickly realized like I didn't love having a quota. I did like two or three years in sales, but I did love the customer experience part of it, connecting with people. And I started to realize I was pretty good with like operation stuff and like documenting. And I'd say my big break came, um, my sister actually, and this goes back to like, I was probably lucky that I had a sister who um, worked at LinkedIn at the time. She referred me, this was probably like three or four years after I left Enterprise Rent-A-Car. And then she referred me for a role at LinkedIn. And I went through the interview process and got a position as pretty much like a customer support rep. Not the most glamorous job, but it got my foot in the door. But I'll I'll pause there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, you said so many things that I want (laughs) to definitely kind of nitpick a little bit. Uh, One, You mentioned that earlier you said, I'm glad that I didn't actually start out in the tech space and that I had this experience at Enterprise. That's Mm. interesting because, you know, when I work with young professionals and they start out in, you know, whether customer service, retail, whatever it may be. And they, they always articulate, oh, you know, it's not fancy, it's not glamorous, it, that's not really important, like, it's not, it is, it's not valuable. And I, for me, I'm like, no, you're building a skill set, these career competencies that employers want to see. So in your experience, what are some of those skills or things that, you, you mentioned work ethic, yeah. um, are there other things that you felt really helped build a foundation that has made you successful? in your career?
1: Yeah, those foundational skills are things I still use, use to this day. I think even if you're doing like a retail job, like just interacting with people, that's a skill. Everyone's not good at that, right? And in every tech company, you need to know how to connect with people, how to get buy-in, how to sell, how to like sell yourself. Um, and I'm thinking back to my, my time at Enterprise, that was like a retail customer service job. And those traits or skills, while they're not glamorous, um, they are the foundation of everything you're going to do the rest of your career. You need to know how to talk to people. You need to know how to interact. You need to know how to like that serve mentality, essentially. Um, And what I really meant by like saying that it it gave me perspective because everything since enterprise has been like almost like not vacation, but like it's been I've been like it's been so much better. Like once you get into a company like Google, it's like, free food everywhere, volleyball courts, like there are just benefits out everywhere. Right. So you didn't, you didn't have, I didn't have that when I first started. So I think that's what I meant by like the perspective. And I'm happy that I started where I did versus like starting and not having that perspective, but nothing against somebody who starts right at Google. That's awesome. But for me, I'm happy. I did not.
0: Are you saying that you have a more of an appreciation?
1: Yes. That's, things? that's the <laughs> word I'm looking for is like, I appreciate and like I'm fortunate, and it gives me that like uh, perspective on like when things are going tough. It's like, well, remember where you started, and like those sorts of things, versus just being in this bubble of everything's perfect. I started, and it was just been a rocket ship right
0: away. Yeah, I I think that's fascinating. It's very interesting. I think you know having that experience, the the, the grunt work. And, you know, then you arrive or you're in this role and you're thinking, okay, I know where I came from and the challenges and it kind of it builds character, too, I imagine.
1: Yeah, it does. It builds character. And you you said the word. It's like appreciation work ethic. And then just those tough days here at Link, when I have tough days here, I'm still like this is still one of the best companies in the world. Like it it kind of grounds me a little bit because I, I know where so many people are just dying to get into a company like LinkedIn. So I think like, that's something that's I've, that's stuck with me, my whole career. And I think that's allowed me to, to have success and, and kind of connect well with other people because I'm not on some, like in some bubble where I, I, I hate to say it, but a lot of people who just start off in these companies, they think that life is just like that everywhere. That
0: makes sense. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> I'm an educator, so I know. <laughs>
1: yeah, like every company isn't as nice as Google or whatever. <laughs>
0: Thank you for sharing that. I I, I appreciate that transparency. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you just said, you know, tapping into or entering the space. There are, you know, right now, especially with the great resignation or, you know, even some people that are just ready to change careers or pivot into other industries. What advice do you have for individuals who would like to pave a career path? in the tech space
1: yeah it's a good it's a good question something we something i've been doing actually recently we we've been talking to a lot of uh college students when i say we it's myself and my other podcast co-host um he's on the financial advisor side but the way i break it down is is this it's like it starts with first like figure out your passion right what are your strengths what are your weaknesses what gives you most energy and then what are your core values? I think that's like step one, figure out what you love doing, figure out what you hate doing. Um, something tactical. There's uh, the Clifton Strength Finders. I don't know if you've heard of that, but like, <laughs> yes. Okay. You've, you've heard of it. So I did that a while ago and it might be cliche to say, but I'm, I'm really happy I did that because it, it actually is spot on. Like, I'm pretty sure everyone I've talked to, it's once you answer those hundred questions or whatever, it spits out something that's like exactly you. Mm-hmm. So that helped me kind of frame up, okay, what types of roles should I be in? How do I best communicate with this personality type? Um, but like at the end of the day, the, the, the foundation is figuring out what makes sense for you. I think that's step one. Um, and then step two, I could pause there if you want.
0: No, keep going, please. Okay.
1: Step two, I think, is around building out your network and understanding the value of networking. So think about it like, okay, how do I leverage LinkedIn? How do I build my online presence, you know, starting to create real relationships like you and I connected, I think, I'm not even sure, probably on LinkedIn or we probably found, you know, your podcast look good. Um, But that's just all networking, right? So one piece of advice I have is like, if I could go back, if you could start networking now when you're 19, 20, 21, 25, whatever. That's just going to compound over time and your network's going to grow and grow and grow. Then you start documenting who you know at this company, that company, um, and start creating real real relationships um, and really understanding how to leverage LinkedIn. And I'm not just saying this because I work there. Um, it's a tool that is just at your disposal. You could literally send me a cold message right now. And if it's good enough, I might respond. Um, and I think that's like, That's definitely step two, but it's like building your brand, building your network and using the tools that are at your disposal. I'll
0: pause. (laughs) I know I I don't have my (laughs) notebook. I usually like take notes. Uh, I just want my listeners to to hear you because you are an industry leader. And whenever I'm talking to my audience or my students, my clients, I I bring that message. But now you are actually sharing this message. And I have to say, there are a few things that you mentioned. Hmm. I am a strengths-based coach. So a lot of my episodes and the work that I do is all around Clifton Strengths. So that is my
1: amazing my
0: framework and everything that I do. And so I just want to tell you know people that are listening, I did not coach you into talking about Clifton Strengths. <laughs> so when you <laughs> mentioned it, I was like, I'm like giggling in the background. I'm like, uh, yeah. And so I always say, you know, it's a really understanding those strengths. In, in how, like, I love what you said, how do you communicate with other people, other people's personalities, understanding your own communication. So there's a lot of benefit in knowing those strengths and Clifton Strengths does give you that, that language, um, and validation. And then, so you talk a lot about that self-discovery, yeah. right? So really, what do you want to do? Why do you want to do it? What are those interests? So that's a, a huge piece is that self-awareness, self, self-assessment, but then the second piece is also the networking, getting out there, talking to people. And I don't work for LinkedIn, but I am a huge advocate of LinkedIn because I have seen the value of it. Uh, so you're just basically reinforcing all the things that I that I share. Awesome. So and you, that's did always
1: pay, you did not pay me or tell me to do this. So <laughs> no, uh, we are on the same page. Uh, yeah, I think those are like the two. And then. I could keep going. I mean, I have a lot of tips for people that are trying to break in. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know. Did you have any more questions based off the first two?
0: No, keep going.
1: Yeah, I think the other the third part of it is I kind of call it finding the right company. And what I mean by that is like, so everything that glitters isn't gold. You might be chasing a fang company. You might be chasing Facebook, Apple, Amazon, Google, Netflix, all these name brands that are amazing. And to kind of break the news to you, everything's not perfect at all those companies. And I've worked at three of five of those. So they're great, but you have to find the right manager, leader, whoever. And I think what I've learned over time, I'm less concerned about the brand name and more about what the company's doing from like a value and mission standpoint. Um, so I'm working at LinkedIn now and I can actually get behind the product, what the, the product that they sell, the value that they bring to people. So I think what we're seeing right now in this environment, in economy, is is kids and people are looking to be at companies that they can really believe in. So that's the third part. Like, yes, you want to break into Silicon Valley, but figure out why you want to break into Silicon Valley.
0: That's another component of the job search process or career exploration is finding that fit. And Mm -hmm. so it can be you know, a lucrative or it can be like you said, a brand name organization, but it might not be good for Liz.
1: <laughs> I yeah. mean, you
0: know, because I feel, you know, you, you have to find something, as you mentioned, that aligns with your values. What do you care about? And all of that really does come into play. Uh, really understanding if it's going to be a good fit for you, thinking about, you know, work-life balance or just the cult, the culture of the organization. And the other thing you mentioned too, is leadership. You know, people, you want to be able to work for someone that aligns with your even your work style or the things that you care about. So that's really important um, that the grass is not always greener, (laughs) right? Because people are trying to escape some organizations. But but like you said, why? Why are you trying to transition?
1: Yeah, that's that's spot on. And then the I think the fourth component and something you probably do a lot of is like interview
0: preparation, that might be good for us yes. to chat. You want to chat through some of that? like? Yes. I'm all okay. about interviewing. People love the interview <laughs> tips. What tips do you have when it comes to interviewing?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a lot of tips. I think this is this is probably where people need to spend most of their time.
0: Because
1: hmm. you do all that. All the other things I just mentioned are kind of like setting the foundation and getting yourself ready. But then the interview is kind of how that's like how you deliver, how you actually get into the companies, right? Um, And I, I see it as like, there's different components, but it's like, you need to, the mindset is huge. So spend a lot of time really having a growth mindset. What I mean by that is like, get out of the, uh, not like victim mentality, but, um, you have to have a positive and like go getter mindset first. That's like step one, because in this process, you're going to be dealing with a ton of rejection. If you're, if you're interviewing, trying to break into Silicon Valley, you're going to get a lot of no's. I got, before I got into Facebook, I got like four, I went through four, I got rejected four different times. So I only bring that up because like the mindset is such, your mindset is such a powerful component of everything you do on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's not easy, but like, just keep trying every day to have the right mindset. And then the second part is like practice, right? So when I say practice, like I played sports my whole life. The only way I got better at sports was by practicing. So the only way you're going to get better at interviewing is by practicing role play. You can look crazy role play with yourself in the mirror. Talk to yourself, (laughs) talk to your friends, your partner, whoever. Um, But start thinking about, you know, people talk about the star method, right? Mm -hmm. Those types of questions, the behavioral questions really get down and like clear on like the types of questions you're going to be asked really start documenting your potential answers. Like I have a, I have a Google doc with, I don't know, 30 answers to, to a standard set of questions that I just know like the back of my hand. When I talk about preparation, like you need to put in the hours. And I really mean hours of documenting, practicing and getting really clear on your story and understanding how to answer those questions. And then I think like the other, the other part is like asking for help, finding somebody like Liz, or finding a friend who can really bounce ideas off of you and you can kind of practice or that sort of thing. But if you're doing the same thing over and over and getting the same results, um, it's probably time to start looking for help, whoever that may be. It might, it might not be paying for someone or, but it might just be trying to, trying to figure out a
0: different way to do what you're doing, right? No, that's excellent advice. Practicing and putting in the hours, I always say you can't wing a job interview. You have to do the research and and not just doing the research on the company, but on yourself too, right? Taking inventory of your skills and your accomplishments. And like you mentioned, knowing how to tell your story. Uh, I used to practice, for me, see, I used to practice in front of the mirror. So yeah, I look crazy. (laughs) But now, you know, LinkedIn has that great interview prep tool. I always direct people to that where there's a list of questions. There's like advice on how to answer them. And then you can even record yourself and oh, practice wow. that way, yeah, so I'm always you know sending people to to that feature. So I think that's that's great advice. Now, in your experience, what are some candidates that you can recall or you know, yeah, that have really stood out in a job interview or what makes someone really stand out from the crowd that you're like, yeah, that was a great yeah. interview.
1: That's a really good question. I actually had two interviews this I had to interview two people this week. so this is a really timely question, but uh Something that I think about and something that I'm like, I kind of coined this phrase. It's the five C's of interviewing. The first part, the first C in my like framework is connection. So always connect first. Mm. So when I, when I think about people who have stood out, it's those people who, when we get on the call, when I ask like, Hey, how's it going? They don't just say good. They say, Oh, I'm doing great. I just went for a run. I'm feeling really energized. How are you doing today on Tuesday or whatever? And then maybe I'll connect with them like, oh, yeah, I used to run or I used to play soccer. And the first five minutes is us just really getting to know each other. So those are the types of people that I think stand out are the ones that can connect with me on a human level.
0: Yes, that is. And I think sometimes people are just so afraid, right? They come across as robotic or they don't want to say anything that, you know, it's going to you know that they're gonna look bad or make a bad impression but you're right it's we are human and we have things in common or we just yeah like you said you know like maybe you're a runner too or a soccer player yeah. you just never know what else you got
1: yeah yeah so that <laughs> that is actually huge so like my tip there is in the first 30 seconds see if you can connect with the interviewer and break the ice because you'd be surprised the inter- the person interviewing you also is kind of nervous and awkward and like the the, the ice needs to be broken yeah. So if you can do that, I'm telling you, it's like a game changer. The second one is uh, be curious. So what I mean by that is ask really good questions um, as part of documenting like your story and answers, start documenting like really good questions that you can, you can, you, you can easily Google like best interview questions to ask. But this, the, 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 layer behind that is like, how can you go deeper? And like, let's say you're interviewing at LinkedIn really go deeper and figure out, okay, what are the top priorities LinkedIn's focusing on right now? Mm. And then you really start getting curious and asking really good questions and not just those like first five Google result questions. Um, but curiosity is a trait that all people who are interviewing at Silicon Valley, we love that because when you get hired, we don't want to just give you things to do and you do them. We want you to start asking questions and figuring out pain points and, 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 and solving problems. So I think curiosity is huge. Um, the other part that stands out to me in the interview process is when, and this is a third C. I don't want to get more cliche, but this is my third C: is like keep your answers concise. Mm. So we have connect, be curious, keep your answers concise. You'd be surprised how important this is. When I interview people now, if they're if they like ramble and they're just t- I I usually just space out and I forget. I forget what question I asked. I forget who I'm talking to and I don't even know what they're saying. So I just need you to like answer the question, like take time, tell me what the situation was, tell me what you did and what was the result and then move on. What, what ends up happening a lot of times is, is candidates, they get nervous and then they just start rambling. So my, my biggest piece of advice, and I think this was really important is, is try to be as simple and concise as possible. You have yeah, two yeah, more so C's, right? I've got two more <laughs> C's. So the fourth C is, is, uh, is show care. What I mean by care is it, it kind of goes hand in hand with connect. But, you know, I, I had an interview this week and I, it just like was so obvious. This person was really genuinely good. And like they just really cared about people and the way they were talking. Like everything was about, OK, how can I how can I build rapport? How can I build a strong relationship? You want that to kind of like come through in all of your answers. And what I'm, what I really mean by that is like, not, it's not all about you and like, like, you don't want to come off. You want to come off as like a really good person is what I'm trying to say. And like, you show care, you care about the company, you care about the role, you care about others, all those things matter to me. Um, and then the last C is stay calm. I think we get so nervous and anxious, but at the end of the day, you're just talking to another human. So take a deep breath between your answers. Like just, just chill. Like it's not the end of the world. You're not a, you're not saving babies. You're not a doctor. You're not a firefighter, whoever. You're just in an interview talking to another person who's just trying to like get through their day. So at the end of the day, just like take a deep breath. If you need more time, ask for more time. But the fifth C is stay calm.
0: Those were all on point. You, do you have an article about this? I think you need to put that on paper.
1: I have, I'm actually looking, I have a, we have a presentation and I'm like looking at my presentation. So it's all documented. (laughs) Um, We actually run through this. We've talked to, I think UCLA, we've talked to San Jose state kids. Uh, We do presentations all around different colleges.
0: You know, and and, and I'm hearing this and it's, it sounds so simple, but I'm amazed at how many people go into these interviews unprepared, underprepared. And, you know, you're hearing it firsthand here, you know, this is, these are the things that they're looking for. And it really comes down to, like you said, connection, really knowing your why, why are you there? Why do you want to work for this organization? Why are you a good fit? Um, And then the caring, obviously that if you really are excited about the role, about the company, that's going to come through in the tone of your voice and just the way that you talk about your experiences and the company. So um, I think those are all great tips and i'm excited for people to hear to hear this this is this is this is great you have provided a ton of insight and advice any final words of encouragement
1: yeah the the last the last piece i usually end with is uh because when we talk about breaking into silicon valley i mentioned earlier about rejection Mm -hmm. um the last component of this is like how to deal with rejection and I think like what I've learned is don't take it personally, right? They're not like, it's not like an attack on your character. It's just for whatever reason, there was somebody else that may, may maybe it was timing. Maybe they had, they answered one question a little bit, you know, different in a different way than you, um, but don't take it personal. I think I've been there where you take it personal and you dwell for like weeks. Oh, I should have done this different. <laughs> I'd say don't take any more than like two or three days to, to think about why you got rejected for a role. And then the, the, the second part of this is like find your silver lining. When I have been rejected in the past for roles, like there's always months later, I always think back like, oh, I'm actually happy I didn't get that role because X, Y, or Z. So I think like my general piece of advice is when you are going through these processes, there's going to be a lot of rejection and you have to understand how to deal with that. And always at the end of the day, just figure out, you know, one you know, rejection might turn into something way better for you.
0: Thank you for sharing that. I think that is probably the the most, one of the most difficult pieces of this whole process. It's hard not to take, take things personal. That's super difficult because then you question yourself. There's so many things that come with it. And, and I really like what you're saying is that it can be, you know, the silver lining, you know, maybe that wasn't the best fit. Maybe they did you a favor But then the other thing that I always like to emphasize is that there are things that you just cannot control. You know, you might have been the best candidate, but there were other factors. Uh, So there are a lot of things that you don't know that are happening behind the scenes that have nothing to do with you, your performance, your background, your experience. And, and it's important not to, not like you said, not to dwell, maybe just a little bit, right? I think that's part of yeah. human nature. You got to dwell a little bit. For sure. But really knowing that there are those key pieces. One of the things I just kind of want to add to that, because I know I've been in, in these situations where I've interviewed and afterwards, I'm just like feeling horrible. I'm like, yeah, I totally did not get that job. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what that. feels good? That, you know, I kind of remind myself like, no, I prepared for this. I knew I came in knowing why I wanted to work there. I had my stories ready. And so there's really nothing else I could have done. If I'm not called back, that just means that that what they, it was just wasn't a good fit. And then that helps me kind of stay at peace. So that's been helpful. I love that. Yeah.
1: Control what you can control. I think, right. Like you, what you can control is your preparation, but you can't control, like you're going up against somebody that got referred or knows president of the company or whatever right there's all these things going on in the background and I think like a lot of the times it's not even about that you perform bad like we go through the I'm going through an interview process right now and I'm it took me a while to like rate these two people because they were both were so good and I almost felt bad that I had to like pick mm. one over the other so you might be awesome but like it was close so like know that you still probably did really good even if you got rejected
0: yeah no, that is that is super helpful, especially because you are right now going through this process and that you can really share that insight. All right. So it's very evident that you have so much incredible advice and you, have you know, you have all this wisdom and you you definitely speak the career language. I'll tell you that. Now, if people want to connect with you, how can they find you?
1: Yeah. Find me on LinkedIn. Just search Sergio Patterson. There's not too many of us uh, on LinkedIn. So just, you'll find me on LinkedIn, send me a message, connect with me. Also check, check me out on our podcast. It's called the free retiree show. Uh, we have a lot of the stuff I'm talking about. It's all there. then there's also like a financial component to it. So, um, you can learn about budgeting, financial literacy. And I think like anyone in college right now needs that too. So it's kind of a, a one, two punch. So career stuff and financial wellness.
0: Super important topics. Sergio, thank you so much. I appreciate you and your time. I know it's like Friday night <laughs> we're chatting here.
1: I'm a parent, like I'm not doing anything on Friday night. Like we're <laughs> gonna watch like a movie or something. I don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's movie night for sure. Um, thank you again, and you know, listeners, if you feel that this can benefit you know someone else, please share this episode give me a review if you're like this is awesome give me a good review i'm always looking for that or uh shoot me an email and what are your thoughts so thank you everyone this is liz your career coach and job search ally